What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. Uh, no video this week. We're not in studio because apparently, uh, yeah, you could hear everything. Uh, and uh, apparently the uh, building I live in doesn't quite appreciate you screaming about rape for a couple hours from uh, from your apartment. Uh, nor are you allowed to just build podcast studios that are fire hazards where you've duct taped all sorts of uh, what they're claiming. I'm not claiming them to be hazard materials. I wouldn't go online and spend sponsorship dollars from Yo Kratom and Yo Delta and leave cords all over the floor, multiple outlets. Uh, Who would have thought for a simple home production that you'd be plugging in 42 wires and that if you tried just throwing a carpet on it and then you're walking back and forth screaming about rape, that that could potentially be a fire hazard. I wasn't aware of these things. I feel like when you move into a building, it's a simple conversation of what you can and can't do in your living room. You're paying rent. It's your living room. I feel like if you want to have these conversations and yell about these kind of things. So anyways, uh, we're looking for a new podcast studio, and uh, if you're out there and you want to sponsor the show, we're also going to need a bigger car because uh, that's where I'm living from the moment. We'll get back to video soon enough, and I was able to salvage some of the supplies, so when I put it back up, it's going to it's gonna have a similar vibe. It's going to have a similar feel. It's going to be Podcast two point, Studio 2.0. Let me tell you, if you guys want to know how not soundproof that studio was, so one day, I uh, I like listening to audiobooks, which by the way, we're going we're gonna to go on a little bit of a rant about Audible and audio books in a moment uh but i was listening to an audiobook and i put down my phone just the phone speaker in the kitchen and then i walked to the other side of the living room now the other side of the living room means that you pass through the area that was carved out as the rape room which had double-sided curtains packing materials all sorts of flammable materials wires bookshelves i mean basically everything i could find in an alleyway i packed into this area to try and make it soundproof and so I just leave the audiobook playing, and then I go to the other side of the double curtain area with the bookshelves and the fire flammable materials, and I sit down in the chair on the other side of the room, and I'm just like, oh, I can still hear the audiobook. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the audiobook. And I was like, this isn't soundproof at all. That's when I realized that I mean zero soundproof. You could hear that thing just as well in the kitchen. If anything, it echoes more. I don't know how. I've I've managed to create an echo chamber where you can actually hear more, and then more proof that it sounds soundproof. You can hear all of the Mexican trap music. I didn't even know, like, mariachi music was already the worst music. Somehow my neighbor has discovered the worst version of Mexican music where, like, they mariachi it, and then they turn it into trap, and it is so loud. You could invite people. I could throw the rave in my apartment for the Mexicans who are into Mexican trap music from what was supposed to be the soundproof room. So that, that's where we're at in terms of the... Uh, um, the, the studio build out, but here's the good news. You know, I, I try and speak to the positive. I try and have a positive mental attitude. That's the way I try and approach my life is, uh, there is never, I have never had so many emails come in with people that appreciate it a bit as much as me building out a rape room in my apartment. Uh, so it's nice to know that I found a new niche. I think run your mouth is over. We're going to go 50 shades of RYM. It's going to be all rape all the time. Uh, no more economists. We're going to have people come in, teach us how to like tie knots or that kind of stuff. I don't really know what else kind of goes on within that uh, community or, you know, what other supplies you need for rape. But I guess I can call the old Pope. Uh, apparently he's uh, he's pretty good at that. So maybe we'll give him a call and he's got the connections with the Lord. So I'm sure he's got the best rape supplies if anyone would. Uh, and like I said, you know, this is this is shameful, especially being in a hotel room because uh, you're on the road doing gigs. And if you're in Buffalo, dude, first night was pretty fun. 
I haven't hosted a comedy club in a while. Well, no, I've hosted like in Brooklyn, but I haven't hosted like a like a club on the road type situation. And it was fun getting in there, doing the crowd work, sparring with the crowd, getting them on board. So if you're in the upstate New York region, I think I'm gonna put this out right now. So there's still a chance for, and you guys can come visit me in the new studio, which is the car, except right now. I mean, I'm screaming at the hotel room. I'm trying to see how many different locations I can go to and pretend like I do a podcast that's about rape uh, until somebody knocks on the door and goes, excuse me, sir, this is inappropriate. I'm already going too far with, I'm not even comfortable with this bit. The first time we did, I said, this is inappropriate. I shouldn't be doing this. And now I'm still doing it. Let's move on. I'm really, this is too much. This is supposed to be a a good hearted political show where we analyze the things of the world. All right, no, but I do want to talk about the studio a little bit because uh, just about nothing I bought works. Um, and I, I've learned this for anyone out there. If you're going to try and build your own uh, home podcast studio, courtesy of uh, Yo Kratom, Yo Delta, and Sheath, uh, if you want to figure out how to, I'll start a class. If you want to figure out how you can both uh, work on a podcast for three years, get sponsors, and then blow their budget on equipment that doesn't work, I'm, I'm going to be teaching that class. Uh, uh, anyways. So here's what I learned. Here's the first thing is uh, you probably need to measure things, you know, measure things, order, order once or no measure twice, order once. I think that's uh, I think is that the line? I don't know. I'm not a carpenter, but uh, so I mean, firstly, you know, I, I got curtains and then the, the curtains turned out to be a different size than the initial batch of curtains that I bought. So then I just duct taped them to a wall basically and they're not soundproof. And then I got like uh, cause I got a drop ceiling. So I've wedged all these things in that are not supposed to support as much weight. Here's uh, no more guests in my apartment. I can, uh, there's, I, I don't even know what liability insurance you would need for potentially metal items flinging from your roof because you've put too much weight on them. Like all of it, I'm telling you, things are like at an angle where they're sharp. They're not supposed to be at angles like this. I, I'm, I'm going to, I hope I lose an eye like live on air on podcast, like, or get knocked out. Like something just drops from the sky and the live feeds going. And then you guys just have a conversation trying to figure out whether or not it's a bit. And then even the neighbors, they're like, I've heard that guy scream the weirdest things. By the way, you, you even think like when we were taping uh, Black Captain, which uh, first season, the entire first season will be available uh, soon for free. It will be linked right into the episode description. I already got the first five episodes out. And uh, that thing took, uh, I mean, that thing is an unbelievable, uh, can I call it a piece of art? Am I allowed to? Or is that is that too haughty as the, well, it, it's more Menuhin's project. So yeah, I'm, I'm, blowing, I'm blowing smoke up Menuhin's ass instead of my own ass. You can blow smoke up other people's asses just when you're blowing the smoke up your ass that it starts, uh, you know, not, not being cool. But you can blow smoke up other people's asses. Uh, he did an incredible job. I mean, it literally sounds... It's immersive. You're listening to this thing, and it sounds like you're in a space adventure. It's a space comic book movie. It's almost like the Spaceballs versions of the Avengers films. Oddly enough, it's about a virus, even though we wrote it two years before the coronavirus. Does that mean I'm responsible for the coronavirus and not Fauci? Because I wrote a comic book thing that included a virus in it, and whether or not people want to be treated. And uh, anyways, go check it out. It's called The Black Captain. He's got original songs in there. I wrote it. He put together the characters. He actually sat down and did all the things. But there was a stretch where uh, we were doing the production out of my apartment, and we had even less soundproofing supplies that didn't work at the time. Uh, and the neighbors, because Menuhin was playing 15 different characters. Uh, he's one of the few people I've ever met. He's got an Eddie Murphy-like quality where you can listen. You, if you go listen to this thing, there's entire scenes where Menuhin's playing eight different characters. Uh, but if you're a resident of the building, there's no way to know that people are trying to put together a production of a space adventure in the other room. 
Uh, so they were they've already been privy to people yelling about I, I, I don't even know shootouts in space and, and aliens invading planes like they think that there is a level of insanity inside of my apartment that's unimaginable. So the point I was trying to make is that if something fell from the roof and then I was screaming about how I was trapped under stuff, they would just, they'd be like, well, he's yelling about dumb shit all the time. And I got the old Italian guy with the, ma, the meatballs. So you wouldn't even hear me. Between the Italian guy going, ma, ma, I ordered a chair. They didn't send me a chair, but I'm going to order another one. And then, Across from there, you've got the, the Mexican trap music, so if I were to physically get trapped, you probably wouldn't even hear about it. Uh, so the point is, the studio is coming together great, and uh, we're taking our first seed of investors, because we started with the sponsorship dollars to get it off the ground, and now this is going to be the seed one of investors, where what we're going to do is we're going to start um, cutting up all of the content, we're going to be turning it into NFTs, and, and we're going to get its own crypto and blockchain, and then there's going to be new sponsors that come on at higher dollar figures, and if you were an initial investor, you can get a piece of that action, so... You know, you want to be in on the first round of investors to actually soundproof my rape room, which you'll get a certificate that that's what your investment went for. So you can hand it to your accountant and that when they're doing taxes at the end of the year, it's very clear where um, your what what your investment was. I think that's important to, uh, to the IRS. And then uh, obviously, as a first round of investor, you'll make money. It's the second round that we're looking to screw over. That's definitely what we're going to be looking to do here. First round, you get in early and then we screw over the second round of people. Are you the first round or were the sponsors the first round? I'm saying you're the first round, so there's still an opportunity to screw somebody else. Um, but, you know, studio's coming together. We're going to be back to videos. Uh, I've already onboarded uh, uh, an entirely uh, new production team. You guys want to hear who this production team is? Firstly, Steven's on board. You guys remember Steven kind of came at us with all the COVID misinformation, got everything right, was ahead of the news on every... They should, you know what? They should just give Steven Fauci's job. That's what should happen. And then me and him can get all the pharma profits and pretend like there's a new virus because uh, that's why no one should have that job because who wouldn't pretend like there was a virus to make all that money? Um, how much longer do you guys think Fauci has left? Who wants to make that bet? The run-your-mouth bet of does Fauci – I don't think Fauci ever goes to jail, but does he retire before the end of this year? Does Biden make it before the end of this year? You know what? I'm going to create a betting pool. Uh, pool. It's not a pool. It's going to be a poll. And uh, obviously, um, there's going to be a VIG, and I'm just not going to pay it out. And that's going to be the first seed of investment. So forget it. There's no returns. I'm already taking that off the table. You should have acted quicker. You already should have been on a phone call emailing me, letting me know that you were interested in that first round of uh, investment because it's no longer available. Now what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to, I'm going to create a, a, a gambling thing which won't have a website. It's not going to be legal. Uh, you know, I, some, I don't really know how we're going to facilitate it. Uh, I'm going to put on one of those news hats and, you know, get, get on the top of my roof and just yell at people that you got to get your bets in. But we're going to get, we're going to get some, uh, some odds up on uh, whether or not Biden makes it to the end of the year and whether or not, you know, we uh, successfully hang Fauci. But by trial, it's very important that this by trial. If it's done by mob, then the world will not be freed by the demon. What we actually need is for people to realize just the extent by which they were lied to, the pharma profits. We need a full unwinding of what happened, which uh, will it happen? And then will they get Dick Cheney for what he did with the Iraq war and all the kids that are dead, all the people that have been droned? You know, you got to, like I said, positive mental attitude. If I can be recording this from my car and by, well, I already said I'm not in the car because we're in the hotel. If I can be screaming about rape in a hotel room without somebody knocking on the door and getting upset at you, then there, there could be a future where we actually hold a trial 
and we hang Fauci. It could happen. I'm just saying you got to have a positive mental attitude. I was trying to talk about the team and how we're going to be uh, we're going to be cutting up clips. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, th that's all I'm doing this episode. We're just promoting. It's a promotion only episode. I uh, put out a new Biden cartoon with a toilet from outer space. That guy, he, uh, Jason, is going to be cutting up some stuff. And then Steven's going to be working with us on uh, actually getting me some medical misinformation before the show. It's a little bit of like a program director, also cutting some audio clips. And really, I want this to be the most overstaffed unsuccessful podcast in podcasting history with a non-soundproofed apartment. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, so if you're out there and maybe you want to put together like graphic packages before the show for the green room on the scenes that I'd like to try and be doing that kind of stuff, you know, we're still available. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. We will hire everyone who wants to not be paid to work on an unsuccessful podcast in an unsoundproofed apartment that's out there. Anyone who wants to get behind this movement of rape, uh, I invite you. Um, hopefully, we've reached out to the last pope. You know, we don't know how much trouble he's going to get in, but he's obviously uh, hit, like, the major leagues. You know, like, the, he's probably one of the most successful people uh, in that department. No more rape jokes. We're moving on. I, I, I'm going to get thrown out of this hotel, and it was nice of Sam to get me a hotel room just for hosting. That was very sweet of him. Why, why I got to ruin other people's shit? I get it. You want to go to your own hotel. You want to you have a weird thing with your neighbors at home. That's one thing. You can't be doing this kind of stuff on the road. All right, thank you for that pep talk. Uh, let's move on because I only have another four hours of material that I'd like to cover. And uh, I hope whoever in the hallway is listening to me, they actually think that I'm going for another four hours. Hopefully they didn't hear that part. I'll whisper that part. There's three more hours of this in uh, our next topic about bondage. Remember, that was just for the people in the hallway. This is actually not going to be that long of a podcast because I haven't prepared much because I put so much time and effort into trying to soundproof and figure out the logistics of the home studio. I've stopped reading the news. And it didn't even work. Okay, moving on. I'd like to bring back a little bit of positivity to this show because obviously I've been talking about various frustrations about uh, trying, to, trying to podcast. So let's start with this. I want to compliment some hotels. Some hotels have made an incredible improvement to their hoteling, which is filtered water in the lobby. You got those you got those water fountains and water fountains are gross. Everyone's breathing that metal. Some people are rubbing their dicks on it. Random kids, they they like to snot nose first and then put their mouths directly on it. I can't remember the last time I just straight up as an adult, are any of you guys ever showing up to a place and then just drinking from a water fountain with that metal? You think anyone ever cleans those metal tips? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking water comes out of the spout in the middle. That's clean, but who's cleaning the outside of those things? You think they're ever spraying it down? If they're spraying it down with Lysol or other harsh chemicals, then you're going to be getting the harsh chemicals in your mouth. I'd like to know the cleaning protocols. Like I bet they're, I bet those things don't even come with instructions. I bet if you buy one of those water fountains where uh, you know you press. And by the way. It never has got a good stream. It's never got a good stream. It's usually just bubbling, just bubbling on the thigh. You got to get real close, make like that blowjob noise just to get some fucking water when you're when you're working out at the gym and you're all thirsty and parched and shit. But now they got the good ones that got the thing where you can hold your water bottle to it and the sensor never works. I'll give you guys a life hack here. You got to hold your hand to the sensor, lean the water bottle on an angle. And uh, I've noticed that more hotels have been installing those, which means if you just buy one water, Right. Or here's a good hack when they don't have it. Sometimes they got it in the gym. And if that gym's open 24 seven, you got yourself access to water. Are you a person who will drink tap water in a random city? I'm asking you, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. We're going to make this a part of our Fauci polls. 
Uh, how many of you, if you're in a hotel room thirsty, will go to the bathroom? Because I drink on the road, so you try and stay hydrated. And then what happens is I always get nervous that there isn't water in the hotel, so then I drink even more water. And then I spend half of my time, you can ask the people I was hanging out in Mexico, going out, and I'm, I bring up back waters like it's wells in the village. Like there's no, like you're going to have to shower with this, you're going to need it for the week, and then I keep thinking I'm going to run out. That becomes the whole day is just going on adventures, bringing back waters to the hotel. Uh, but now, you know, I, so I'm giving props that I've noticed more and more hotels, they just put that water fountain thing down in the lobby so you're good you don't have to you don't have to pretend like you're living in a third world country uh going out and getting waters here's another thing i want to give some props for is uh i've noticed some hotels bringing back the continental breakfast i'm all for the continental continental breakfast i think that's what they call them i don't know what you guys like to eat i like it when it's got some some fresh fruit i like it when it's got some some really plain oatmeal i like it when it's got some eggs i like eating those things and then judging every fuck that goes for the waffles. What kind of an adult can eat waffles at 8 in the morning and then go live a productive life? I would like to follow these people. I would like to do a TV show just following the lives of people that eat waffles. That could be the name of the show. What What is this waffle living looking like? Like, what, what are, you, are you then smoking bowls? You doing rail? What are you doing that you got energy for an entire day of life after slamming some waffles in the morning? They should be making that available at 2 in the morning. That's what I would do. If I had a Hilton, I'd be like, 2, 2 a.m. waffles. You can have all the fucking waffles that you want just late at night so that you've got some time to sleep it off and then, you know, live a productive life. All right, I do have some questions, though. All right, first is... I feel like we're normally against government laws on this show. That's not what we're for. We don't like government laws, but I'd like a declaration of dairy. You got dairy, like, I don't want to sit down, eat the oatmeal, wondering if they spiked it with some milk. Because you could. Same thing with eggs. Sometimes with the scrambled eggs, they try and make them light and fluffy. They start throwing all sorts of milk in there. Let the eggs be eggs. Here's another thing that should just be banned is, like, the fake eggs. Do you guys ever see the Clerks movie where they're chopping the eggs out of, like, it, it's a loaf of egg. It's just a loaf of egg. Like, what is the deal with fake? Do, do fake eggs really exist? Like, if you're good, because eggs are fucking cheap and they're good. Like, when you're getting fast food eggs, are those real eggs or fake eggs? You know what? I could probably figure that one out with a simple Google search. I don't know why I keep posing these questions to you as if you're some oracle on top of a mountain. They can answer questions that are very easily figured. You know, I should start thinking ahead, and then I could just come to you guys and go, hey, here was something I was curious about, so I Googled it, and now here's the information so you don't have to be walking around. All right. But here's my question about eggs. Because when I cook, cook eggs at home, you know, they're light, they're fluffy. But then sometimes you get them at these places. They're almost like a foam packing material. They got like the little holes in it that almost looks like Swiss cheese. Is that a sign of a fake egg or an egg that's got milk in it, an egg that's been sitting out too long? What, what are the logistics? Like, how do you know if you're eating a quality egg? Like, because the last thing you want to do is think you're eating a healthy breakfast and then find out that you just put dairy and fake eggs in your system and now you just stuck in Buffalo with a with the with the stomach full of fake eggs and dairy. That that's no way to be a pro. At that point, you might as well have eaten the waffles. You might as well have just poured that Aunt Jemima syrup. Do they even call it that anymore? I think they might have changed the name. All right, moving on. Actually, I can't move on. I said I wanted to move on. You know what? Let's do a quick plug for sheathunderwear.com. Promo code RYM. You're going to get 20% off. And if you're freezing your ass off in places like Buffalo, they've got winter wear. They've, 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 I wouldn't say they stepped up their game, but they're, they're branching out. 
You know, they want your, war- your, your nuts not just to feel good in the warm weather. That, that's what people are saying. They're like, this thing's good for exercise. It's good for the warm weather. What do you got for the cold weather? But here's the science that you didn't know. Even in the cold weather, this stuff is moisture wicking. That's the last thing you want to do is you go out in the cold and you start sweating. And all of a sudden, you got sweaty nuts. And then it turns cold. And now you got frozen nuts. You got frozen cold nuts. That's the last thing you want, right? So even the original underwear that Sheath was making, you could go out. And it would wick that moisture so you didn't end up with frozen nuts. Incredible invention. Moisture wicking underwear. You're separating your balls from your dick. But they've done even better than that because now they got long johns. They've got long johns where you can be separating your balls from the dick. This is innovation in, in men's testicle wear. That should be the new category. You go into a Marshalls and instead of like undergarments, it calls it men's testicle wear. Here's another thing. I think you wear enough sheath, you start getting laid more. I really think you do. I think your dick gets so used to being in the sheath hole, right, that it, it just gets used to being inside of holes, and then you've got good, like, you, you got the energy when you're talking to each other. You're like, I don't even need your hole. That, I, I'm in a warm hole right now. I'm already feeling pretty good. I mean, sure, maybe maybe your hole could be good, maybe, but I'm already in a pretty warm hole. So what, what do you got? You, 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 you know what? Show me. Show me what you're working with. Maybe, because I I don't even know if it's worth taking off my sheath. My sheath feels pretty good right now. Uh, So if you want to feel that good about your life, you go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, you're going to get 20% off. Now we're going to go back into talking about hotel breakfast. I thought I was done talking about hotel breakfast, but I'm not. I got got more complaints. I I complimented that there were some good things about hotel breakfast, but I I got one complaint. Sausages. Sausages should not be in a circle. Like, we've already decided that we're going to take this food, we're going to process it, and then we're going to put it into a link, and then we're going to pretend like it's food, right? So sausage is supposed to come in fake casing that you cut open, and it's unclear whether or not that was plastic or whatever the fuck it was. And it doesn't the, the outside doesn't even add that much flavor. I usually like to cut it away. And then you got the inside, which is all sorts of process, but it comes, it, it's supposed to be in a tube form, like someone shat it out. That's what you're, that's, I mean, not quite because it's more like of a perfect cylinder than, than your, if you're pooping turds that are coming out like a clean sausage, God bless. I, I'd like to study you more than the people eating breakfast waffles. I mean, the breakfast waffles would make for an interesting case study. I'd like to see what the rest of your day looks like. I'd like to see what other meals you're eating. I'd like to see if you're smoking cigarettes all day to try and balance out that waffle. I'd, I, there's a lot of questions that I would have about your life. But I'd have even more questions if you were shitting out clean turds that look like, like turkey sausages. They came out in a casing. Can you imagine that if you can get like installed within your butthole casings, things just came out clean? This is total nonsense. And there's someone in the hallway right now that can't believe that I'm, that I'm even still going. They're like, how long is this guy going to talk about rape and sausages? And I don't know. I, I started the podcast. Just I, I, I just go. I admit to the fact that I didn't read that much news this week. And so I wrote down notes about what was going on at the breakfast. And I, I don't know how long I'm going to go with this. Um, but anyways, I was trying to talk. Yeah. So we've all decided that we're going to pretend that that is food when it comes. But then you can't like I can't I don't have enough imagination in my brain to both pretend like the tubular sausage and the circular sausage. And then why does the circle sausage taste so much worse? Like so, like it, 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 then it starts getting into more of like uh, 
like a rubbery, you know, like there's a texture to your hot dog type sausage where it all, it all kind of just comes together. However, they're processing that and they're making it tubular and then it, and then it cooks nicely. But then you get a, a, a circle round. You know what? Maybe this could have been answered with a Google search. I can't do any more time on it. I, I, I really can't. I mean, I know that I have to go a certain amount of time before I plug the next sponsor, which is yocranum.com, home of the $60 kilo. No, I got more topics. All right, that's enough nonsense. We can get into the news. Um, I did want to talk about uh, buffalo sandwiches. You guys want to talk about the news first, or you want my take on uh, on sandwiches and buffalo? Because I feel like I've already done a lot of time on food. I feel like it's a little bit too ridiculous to go right from breakfast to what I ate for lunch. No, let's do it. Let, let's talk about... So first is, I want to say some cities like Washington, D.C. I told you guys, I spent a whole day walking around just find, trying to find a place to eat. Buffalo? Dude, buffalo, like Philly... You know, they're all about their sandwiches. They're front forward. Hey, we've got sandwiches. Uh, Buffalo, I can tell you, the second I got here, I could tell that they just respected sandwiches. I could tell. I walked out of the hotel. There was an independent sub shop right there. Then I got suckered into a place because I kept walking up the street, and there was a place that had rotisserie chicken. It kind of marketed itself as like a healthier sandwich type place. And I was like, all right, this looks interesting. Went in there, ordered a steak sandwich, and it was pretty terrible. I'm just going to be honest. It was pretty terrible, and I couldn't believe how salty it was. Oh, here's just the other thing. I feel like Buffalo's so cold, the signs are essentially like – it, it's like every place feels like a, uh, like a Jewish mom. Like it's going to be called out. You, be, you better make sure you're full. You, you're going to freeze this winter. It's like the town is set up for hibernation where they're like, we've got more calories in our food than anybody else. You eat here and you, you, you're not going to get cold. Anyways, today I went to a barbecue spot. And every town, they always have their thing. And they're always like, they're always a little bit shitty about the fact that you don't know what their thing is. It's your first time in their town and you don't know. I don't even know the name of the role, but I'm looking at the orders with uh, got myself some uh, some brisket. You guys know I'm all about that barbecue. So I'm ordering myself a brisket sandwich and they got this. I'm like, what kind of role is this? Oh, you're not from Buffalo. Like, it's so fucking esteemed to be from Buffalo. Sorry that I just traveled into Buffalo for one night and I don't know your town role. Like, it's not it's not the first thing they tell you when you come into the States. So I go, cool, what's that? She starts explaining it and I'm like, y- you didn't say dairy. You didn't say people are rubbing their dicks on it. I'll try your town roll this sounds interesting the roll comes out and what she was describing it sounded like it was an everything bagel but a roll like sometimes like people aren't that clever with their thing but they want to pretend like it's such an incredible like that was in when we got to to uh chicago bk chris needed to get a chicago hot dog he needed it and what what's the thrill of the chicago hot dog is that their bun of their shitty street hot dogs had uh, had poppy seeds on it like that's the most ingenious invention and i gotta tell you i'm a big fan of an everything bagel i'm even a fan of everything bagel spices i think the argument could be made right here right now that there are more places that you could be using everything bagel spices that can make for delicious concoctions i'm not sure the hot dog bun is one of them i think with the hot dog bun you want that thing that you can like you can mush down I mean, I haven't had a hot dog bun in a while, but I'm, I'm, if I'm eating a hot dog, I'm sauerkraut and mustard, and I don't need poppy seeds on that bun. I think poppy seeds are the wrong place for it. Honestly, when he got the bun, it almost looked like someone had given him a moldy hot dog bun. That's what it looked like. So I go into this place, and they're describing basically an everything bun on barbecue. Fuck it. Let's try it. This thing, I, B- Buffalo's got a salt thing. I, I've never, it wasn't even like a poppy. It was like, it was like somebody took a roll and put it into street salt, just like mashed it into street salt. I've never, it was like you took a gulp of fucking ocean water. So I'm giving thumbs down to whatever this, the, the, the roll of Buffalo is. You guys can tell me what the name of it is. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Uh, you can donate to the new studio. Anyways, uh, 
so that was gross. But the but the actual brisket was excellent, and they uh, horseradish. They came out with just chopped horseradish. I don't think I've ever been to a barbecue spot that was doing a good horseradish spot, a good horseradish sauce. And they were saying there was a horseradish sauce, but then it just came out it was like fresh chopped horseradish. Excellent. And that was just meal number two. I'm in Buffalo for uh, at least another two more days, so I'm going to have an even better report on the uh, food situation. And you know what? Maybe tomorrow I'll eat so many waffles for breakfast, and then I can report on what my life looked like. No, because I got shows. I could do that on Sunday potentially before getting in the car. Uh, which, speaking of which, I want to be setting up more gigs. I kind of, I, I don't know if you guys like logistics. Maybe it's been too much logistics and nonsense this episode, but I'm thinking about maybe doing a run your mouth summer porch tour, uh, countrywide this summer. I think, uh, I think I can pull it off. Cause, uh, the thing about flying into any given area and doing summer porch tour is that I don't have this sound and lighting equipment and getting random rooms and not knowing what the draw is, there's logistics. There's logistics, it's not that easy. Anyone who's come to Summer Porch Store has had an incredible time. I mean, the show that we put on for the ticket prices is, has been absolutely insane, but you, anyone who's thrown one of them can tell you, I come, we're doing some setting up, a little bit of work goes into it. Uh, but now I'm thinking, I just wanna pack up the car, because sometimes like, like I'm driving five hours out just to come five hours back, I'm thinking I want to go the whole way. I want to go cross country, especially California. I've yet to hit California. I've yet to really hit Texas. I feel like we've got fans out in those areas with backyards and, and we could do a run. And if I were just to fly out to California, I wouldn't have the sound gear. I wouldn't have the lights. So I'm thinking about it. Uh, so if you guys got, someone just hit me up in Kentucky. They had like a barber shop or something. I have to get back to them. By the way, if I don't respond to your email, it doesn't mean I didn't read it. It just means for some reason, something about it made me anxious and I decided to procrastinate. And then I forgot about it until I was podcasting. So just follow up with me. I, I, I'll get back to people eventually. Anyways, I'm thinking about going uh, cross country. So porches should apply now. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com and clear with your wife first. I don't want to hear that you think it would be fun, but you got to go to your wife. And then I get excited. And I start putting things together and I don't hear from you again. Just award, get rid of your wife. I don't need, I don't care about your wife. Your wife means nothing to me. Okay, so just either get rid of her and then reach out and go, listen, I broke up with my wife because I understood that you were trying to go cross country. I wanted to support Summer Porch Store. I knew my wife wouldn't be into it. Or maybe I can create a support group. You guys can get in touch with Max. Max has figured out how to both have a wife, have a kid, and do Summer Porch Store big. So hit us up, Tom also in Philly, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. All right, let's uh, discuss a couple of news topics and then quit screaming into this hotel hallway because at some point you know that there's someone sitting in the room the same way I do when there's the Mexican trap music and go okay I feel like I'll let this kid scream for five more if he needs five more like you know, ever have them with something's irritating you're like am I gonna say something do I have to say something I think he's gonna stop I think all right let's get into some actual news Biden press conference uh it wasn't too exciting I can sum up the entire thing for you if you didn't watch the Biden press conference here's all it was it was Hey man, what was that question? I I no, nah, I got the most done, man. Who no one's done more than me. I'm I'm unifying. I'm unifying the country. I, I well, I would, but it's the Republicans are just too evil. And if I if I call them out on their being evil, then then they'll work with me on my plans. No, I, I can get my plans done. It's just that the Republicans are evil. I, I said that, right, man? It's that it's that do you not just hear me? Wait, what was your question again? Do you ask me a question? I'm I, I get, I'm sorry, wait. What? No, the Russians? Yeah, no, no, no. They, they probably will invade, but it's cool. I, I, well, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a small incursion, as long as it's small. 
and then I'll pretend like it didn't even happen. I mean, we've been lying about a virus for two whole years. That that I mean, that basically you just saved yourself in an hour and a half. It was mumbling where you're like, I'm not sure I'm following what he's trying to say, and then he would forget what he was trying to say and just ask if he was even answering the question. Uh, so the things afterwards that he got the most shit for was one. Uh, he could not articulate a response about election fraud and what he was trying to say. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. What he was trying to say is that we've nearly the election fraud exists when people claim that there was election fraud. And if they can convince enough people that election fraud happened, even when it didn't, then perhaps we overturn legitimate elections, except I'm not dementia I don't even think that's a word, but listen, even with me making upwards, I'm more articulate than Biden, uh, who claims that he couldn't be more clear. That actually happened on the Russia thing. So what he proposed was that perhaps Russia could do a uh, small incursion, a mini incursion, which I think is a great idea. At the end, you got to meet in the middle. You got a guy here. He he really wants to take Ukraine. You know, he's he's patiently not invaded Ukraine for nearly an entire lifetime. So let him do like a, a mini incursion. And I love that there's no mention about how Ukraine feels about all this. It's like no one cares about Ukraine's feeling. You know, I, I feel like the most important person here is Ukraine, which is about to get violated. It shouldn't be about the U.S. and NATO. It should be about Ukraine. No one cares about Ukraine. Uh, and so here is what Biden said to clarify his statements after he essentially said that he would allow Russia to do a mini incursion. He responded, I've been absolutely clear with President Putin. He has no misunderstanding, uh, except that you were live on TV and it could not have been more unclear. You got to love it. This is this is Biden's move. Oh, come on, man. Everyone everyone knows what I was saying or I, I would never nobody's saying that. Remember that? I forgot which question it was. Uh, I think someone asked him something about Hunter Biden. He goes, nobody's saying, well, I'm currently asking that. I'm currently saying that what you said wasn't clear. Nobody thinks what I said wasn't clear. Well, you're not even making any sense right now. Uh, all right, here's something I'm appreciating is that Jim Jordan, he seems like he's hot on uh, on Anthony Fauci's tail. Uh, Anthony Fauci is uh, back in the news. People are saying that he lied, that he tried to cover up what happened in the Wuhan lab. And I am confused because I believe that this all came out six months ago. I don't seem to see any new news Maybe, like I said, I've been too busy working on my rape room. Maybe I've missed some important facts here. So email me, robsnewsroom.gmail.com. Steven, you're supposed to be uh, working and getting me the COVID misinformation before we go to cast here. Uh, was there any new information? Maybe did they um, get some of the redactments like out there? Because I'm pretty sure you go back and you read the Zero Hedge. They covered everything that was in there, and they got into the details about how pretty instantly... Uh, he was saying that he needed to talk to particular individuals, that they needed to coordinate their stories. It was all pretty clear that they were trying to cover up the fact that Fauci went over there and he purchased the virus. We all know this because we've been listening to the show. We know that he, that he called up the EcoHealth guy and he said, listen, we've got to move some pharma vaccines and I don't like old people and I want people walking around and masks. Can we, how are everyone still, I, I mean this for real. My policy with masks is 
I assume I don't have to wear one until someone walks over and tells me that I have to. And then I pretend like I'm going to put it on. And then I basically don't put it on. And then at some point, and I just keep it in my pocket. And sometimes you walk into a store, someone says something. So you put it on for a second. And 90% of the time, no one says anything to you. But I see high school kids. I see most people. I'm in Buffalo, New York. You don't even want to be alive that much in Buffalo, New York. You're all eating yourselves to death. Why are you all so concerned? Like, there's some areas where I get it. You go to, like, rich, liberal areas, and I understand why everyone is panicked, and I understand why they're on uh, on the side of, hey, we've got to be concerned about this. But for everybody else, I don't, I don't understand. And especially kids. I see, like, these high school kids. Like, aren't you out doing drugs? Like, I, I mean... I'm sure your mom told you to wear a mask. Why are you listening to your parents? Like the, you should, the, the compliance on that. Like I understand doing it because you've been told seven times and someone threatened to call the cops. And so you finally reluctantly put it on as a high school kid like that. I understand. I don't understand the ones that are wearing it before they get into the elevator. And then looking at me, like how come this guy gets to get away with not wearing it? I actually pulled a dick move. I never, I'm almost never like actually uh, a prick to people in real life, but went into a coffee place uh, and sometimes out of New York City, you can't even wrap your head around how slow things move. Now, for all you people that don't live in New York City and uh, you don't understand it, and by the way, if you spent a month in New York City and you got used to the pace of New York City, you would understand why New Yorkers have this, come on, let's fucking go, like that, like just that fucking fuck attitude you would understand it just takes about one week and then of, of being able to get anything anytime you want people are moving they're keeping it moving like you just get used to that keeping it moving energy but i've also i've adjusted that when i go to small towns i know that it's just going to take an obnoxious amount of time it's just a, there's a slowness there's a stillness people aren't in a rush they're chilling they'll take as much time as they need with your cup of coffee they'll stand there and space out it look dead air like it's fine i get it so I go into uh, this coffee place and the guy before me and this lady, this order, it's taking three or four minutes, but I'm being chill. It's post-workout me. I'm being very chill. I'm letting them do their thing. I'm just standing there, calm, polite. And for the time that I was standing there, there was no line behind me. By the time I got up to her, now there's like four people behind me. And uh, third, the people behind me, they're anxious. It, it took this, the, 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 this dude and this lady too much time to do a, a simple order and anyways, so I finally get to her and I've been standing on this line without a mask for at least five minutes. And then I get up there and she goes, uh, I go, hey, I'll just take a black uh, iced coffee to go. And she goes, uh, sir, you're going to need a mask. And I go, well, no problem. And here's where I, I turned into a little bit of a dick. I go, no problem. Uh, understood. I'm actually, I'm not sitting down and we're too, we're literally a foot from the door. And I've already stood on the line without a mask for five minutes. We're a foot from the door. No problem. I'm, I'm just taking the coffee to go. So here, if I, if I can just buy the coffee, I'm going to be going. Uh, sir, I can't sell you the coffee. I, no, no, I'm leaving. I'm not staying. So if you just sell me the coffee, I'm going to go. She goes, we're going to have to wear a mask. Uh, I don't think I have one. Do you possibly have one? Sir, I don't have one, so I can't sell you the coffee. I go, wait a second. Maybe I do have one. And I spent so much time searching every pocket I had for a mask. I have a ski jacket 
that probably has 15 different pockets in it. This is the jacket you would want and need if you were a drug dealer. You could hide so much drugs in this jacket. Or if you went into like a more legal, legitimate enterprise, because you wouldn't even need a drug dealer because of your Delta. You go to yodelta.com, you can use promo code RYM, you get 20% off. You don't need jackets like this because they can just ship you gummies right to your door that will get you super high. But back to my story. I search every single pocket as slowly as possible, and then I finally, I find this one mask, and it's crumpled up like a dirty tissue, and I slowly unfold the corners, and then with the biggest shit-eating green on my face, I just look, I go, oh, perfect, I found one right here, and then I slowly put it on. I don't know why that felt so satisfying, but I, I, I felt like she kind of, that one kind of deserved it. I felt like she kind of deserved it. And it's not like I did anything that terrible. I just held uh, some other people up from getting their coffee. This lady was, uh, was moving slow. And uh, all right, I don't know why I even tried, decided to tell that story about me being a prick. It's because all of us, we, I, I just can't believe how compliant everyone's been. I know I've been screaming about it, but it just, it, it continues to shock me more and more as we go. That people, like, I can't believe it's not more the norm to not wear it until somebody has to enforce it and then they get wear down over the course of the day because they had to deal with so many people like me that they start to feel like the crazy one. What I'm saying is that you should gaslight unpaid employees, people that have to work terrible jobs. Uh, you should take it upon yourself to gaslight them and make them feel like they're crazy for enforcing the government policy that their boss told them that they have to do just to get through their simple work day. Um, and that, and that it's necessary at this point because the, the entire world has gone so crazy that unless we make them a little bit more crazy by not being nice to them and just accepting their craziness, we might actually be able to make improvements. I might have to rethink that one, but I'm pretty sure I have it right. Uh, and luckily, Jim Jordan is on the case and he's yelling about these emails from six months ago, unless something in the story has changed that I'm not aware of. And if something has changed, please let me know, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. But it seems to me like they're all working out the old information from six months ago, it even seemed like it was the same thing uh, in that Rand Paul little uh, hearing. There was a fun moment in the last hearing though, uh, which uh, Fauci pulled an excellent sneaky move and I think he was actually technically right on it where he made, I, Fauci actually convinced me. Like usually I can see through Fauci, but there was one of the senators who was asking him uh, if he could look over his financial statements and Fauci with all the confidence in the world was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? My, my statements are 100% public. What is wrong with you? Why would you even ask me that? What kind of, a, where are you getting with this? He, by the way, that's a great move of Fauci is that if you're asking him questions, because sometimes you ask questions and then yes, yes. And then all of a sudden you lay the hammer because if you said yes on those two earlier things, well, then that this next thing would be true. So when you start asking him questions, he's real smart where he gets upset with you. He goes, well, I don't, where are you getting with this? And so he kind of forces you, he bypasses having to agree to your steps of logic and make you go to the, oh, well, that's just crazy. I mean, why would anyone suggest that? Of course not. And then, and then he always backtracks once you, if you get him to anything, well, listen, I was just here with the uh, guidance of the seat. Well, then why isn't your job redundant? Why are you making $450,000 a year? I mean, if you're just here to, to sell us on what the CDC is doing, well, then who's the person that is making those recommendations? Let's talk to them and let's get rid of your job. Simple enough. Anyways, Fauci pulled a great move. He even, there was a hot mic moment where he goes, that guy's an idiot. Uh, and the guy was basically giving him a hard time saying, I'd like to be able to see your financials. Fauci's like, my financials are public. Uh, turns out, 
as far as I can understand that they were technically public, but basically unavailable. It took about a three month request. Uh, and then I think from a, probably because of that public spat that it probably, it finally came out that Senator wanted to pass the Fauci law, which would actually make the stuff, uh, easier to, uh, to come across. Anyways, I'll give, I'll give Fauci the win on that one. Cause he was technically probably correct that it is public, uh, but that his agency's just not making it easily available, but it might technically be public. Like he changed the definition of gain of function to going over to China and buying a virus that would infect people. And then he could pretend like it was more deadly than it was. So he could sell vaccines was not gain of function, right? Technically might not have been lying, even though on that one, I think, uh, I think he will be held responsible. Anyways, here's what I'm trying to get it. Do you guys remember you look at, uh, Epstein Epstein, we knew about that story forever. That was always out there that, you know, Bill Clinton was a pedophile and he's friends with this guy Epstein. And then when the wheel turned on him, I mean, he went to jail fast or the same thing happened with Harvey Weinstein, right? That story comes out. And then all of a sudden the story is out all over the place. Wheel turns on him fast. Kind of happened with Cuomo. You get one person that hot redhead check. I think she was running for mayor says, Hey, there was an incident where I was sexually assaulted. And then all of a sudden the newspaper, they're like, Oh, we can report on this thing. Wheel turns fast. Cosby, same thing. Cosby was like untouchable. Hannibal Burris makes fun of him. I think the media goes, Oh, I, I guess we're allowed to report on this now because a black guy's calling it out. It's like an emperor wears no clothes situation, right? One person points it out. All of a sudden it's actually out in the open. Everyone can see it. Everyone's got a report on it. Uh, I'm wondering if we're getting there with Fauci. I'm wondering if everything he's done, because now at least the way that they're trying to pose it, it's not so much, Hey, what he's done is like most of what they're trying to do is just go and well, there's bad messaging here. We're losing the faith of the American public. So it's at least a chance that's, that he should step down and somebody else should step in, um, which is a lot lighter than, hey, I believe that there was criminal activity here of a person clearly working in the interest of the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, and uh, have, who out there has read um, the real Anthony Fauci? I have skimmed the audiobook. Uh, I don't know that I get anything out of listening to Audible. I listen to things at like four times speed and I'm sitting there and I go, oh my God, I'm, I'm downloading this information to my brain. I'm going to be so smart. And I almost feel like four times speed is about the pace that I talk at. So I don't space out as much. And then I turn on, I'm like, I know nothing. I know. I, I, I remember like, cause there's so many details. I, I pick up the themes. I'm like, okay, so Fauci lied a whole bunch. Okay. Fauci lied when it came to case studies, but it's almost incredible to me that you could have a book out there with the information that, that that claims and that there wouldn't be a trial against somebody of either the publicist for defamation or for Fauci for being a mass murderer. Uh, I would say for those that have not read the book, um, well, I wouldn't say the harshest claim, the harshest claim in terms of the coronavirus. And this was also made by Dr. Malone on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, is that therapeutics, um, as in your ivories and your uh, hydroxychloroquines and your steroids, uh, could have prevented uh, the vast majority of deaths that did take place as a result of the coronavirus. And the fact that Fauci did not allow us to study that or for doctors to make their own recommendations of repurposing existing and safe medicines, uh, he's responsible for a lot of the deaths of the pandemic. I would say that that's probably the harshest claim in terms of Corona. The other harshest harsh claim is that uh, he's repeatedly 
uh, pushed dangerous uh, vaccines or other solutions uh, for profit, which goes all the way back to AIDS. And that's about as much as I took from the book. I, I believe it might be a 24 hour book. I've listened to probably 12 or 15 of it. I don't know, maybe it was 18 hours. I listened to a lot of it and I think that's all that I got from it. You know, if you're out there, robsnewsroom at gmail.com, you can come onto the episode and uh, tell me all the things that I missed. I know that it was popular. I know that people, the fans of the podcast have been like, you got to go check this thing out. So I gave it a fair shake. But here's where I realized I, I don't think I get anything out of the audiobooks because I've basically stopped reading since I discovered the audiobooks because it's so much easier. You just sit in the car, you pop it on. You pretend like you're getting a lot out of it, even though you just you, you don't retain any of it. Uh, was when Gene came on, and I'd listened to the Unsettled book or quite a bit of it, and I didn't even remember that basic point about that there was no correlation in the evidence for man-made global warming. And you guys can go check out the Gene Epstein episode. All right, a couple uh, more news topics uh, that I want to talk about. Is anyone following the voting laws? I've mostly just been seeing a lot of Chuck Schumer talking about. Uh, that things could be easier. You're making it harder. We need it easier. If you're in line, people should have snacks. They're going to get hungry out there. We can't have voters getting hungry. Um, and then they, I think it's just ID laws. I think it just comes down to people needing IDs. And then they're saying that needing an ID is Jim Crow. So I got to be honest, I'm not that good with history. Um, but was that all that Jim Crow was, was you need an ID to get into a building? I mean, was that what was going on? It was like a vax card situation. Uh, and then in that case, it's not even the business. If the business is just saying you need ID, I guess it's on the government institutions that's making it difficult for people and minorities to get IDs. So I think the issue is the racist government institutions. It's not the Republicans. The Republicans are just saying you need, uh, you need to go get yourself an ID. Uh, so it's w what are these institutions that we're supposed to be trusting that are so racist that even in the Jim Crow era was making it tough for these people to get IDs? All right. And then uh, three more news topics. But before we do that, I plugged the sheath. I plugged the Yo Deltas. I plugged being an investor in my rape room. But you know what I haven't plugged? I haven't plugged YoKratom.com. YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. And here's what's so great about Kratom, that when you're getting all these supplies and you realize that they're the wrong supplies, and then you're trying to read instructions and you're getting frustrated because instructions never line up. They never line up. It's never one-to-one. -one. I would love to be, I would love to have a job as a consultant for instructions where you give me the instructions and then I sit down and I just try and follow your instructions to do it. And then I get to go back and go, well, this icon's not there. Like, and, and by the way, it's, I, I don't think that I'm that tech retarded and I, I don't think it's, maybe, maybe I need grandkids. Maybe that that's what it is. Maybe I got to invest in a future IT department and a fresh liver in a couple of years that I need to be getting married in a week or not even married, just procreating. And then maybe not being involved in those kids' lives and then finding them in 20 years when you realize that you don't know how to open up packages or set up any technological equipment because you want to get onto the metaverse so that you can, uh, I, I don't know what people are going to do on the metaverse. Let's try and stay focused on the Ocratum I took so that I could just calmly install the materials in my non-working rape room, which could not have, it couldn't have been done. I was losing my mind. I was pulling what was left of my hair out. So, you know, if you're already a fan of the Kratoms or you're going to be trying to build materials uh, with random stuff that you bought on Amazon that's not coming as described, uh, you go to your Kratom, you get yourself a kilo for uh, just $60, and think about how many random train wreck pills. Think about how many times you could be reading instructions and losing your mind. Okay, so a couple topics left. Uh, first is the Supreme Court, and, uh, you know, I've always viewed myself as an idiot, 
until you hear the Supreme Court justices talking about COVID and you realize you know more than these people. And you don't just realize that you know more than these people, you realize it doesn't even take that much research to be informed. How are these people so misinformed? So here's what was so frustrating about the OSHA mandate is that instead of having a conversation about, hey, are these vaccines even working this well? Hey, can we take a look at the data and see how all these vaccines are working? Can we take a look at the data and see how bad of a pandemic is this? How many people are actually being hospitalized with COVID? What is the risk of death of healthy individuals? What is the best course of action for a person to protect themselves from this risk of death? Instead of having any of the thought-provoking rational conversation about government emergency authority, what constitutes an emergency, what would be the best recourse, is there a clear recourse? They just accept that we, like, they all just go, okay, this COVID thing is terrible and people are dying and we absolutely need to do everything we can and people should be getting the vaccines because the vaccine is the best. So all of the worst and most untruthful things about COVID, the Supreme Court was willing just to assume. They're just willing to assume that there's this horrible pandemic and everyone needs to be wearing masks. We all got to do our part. And the vaccine is the best possible solution. I mean, you give me 10 minutes with these people, I could convince them. It's not that tough. Or just where's the evidence? Where? All right. Anyways, instead of that, they decide that they're just going to have a conversation about whether or not the institution responsible for workplace issues, workplace hazards, is allowed to institute that you need to take a vaccine. Because yes, it's true that, you, I, I, that you're like, getting lost in my thoughts. Make it really simple. If they tell you you got to wear a hat on the job, like one of like those hard hats, well, you can take off the hard hat when you leave the job, right? So the problem with the vaccine is that you don't get to undo the vaccine when you leave the job. So is the government agency responsible for your health and safety at a job site allowed to also create a rule that would uh, um, that would be imposed upon you when you're not on a job site? From what I understand, and to be fair, I listened to a lot of these court hearings while I was drunk the night they came out because I was enraged by everything I was hearing. And now that I say that, I feel like I might be repeating myself from an earlier podcast. Uh, but I was disgusted by just how misinformed these supposedly incredibly intelligent individuals were and how once again, you can go watch the misinformation spectacular. This would fall into the category, to my opinion, of these people being lazy and offering a, a non-ruling. Okay, um, I'm going to save this story for next week. And then here's the last pieces of uh, COVID information that I think are fairly wild and you guys can go check it out. One is I saw a... Um, a article, timesofisrael.com. I'm just going to read the headline. Israel rolled one in daily COVID cases per capita. Uh, and so what's interesting about that is I believe that uh, Israel has been the most vaccinated country on earth. I think that they've been uh, boosting the boosters. I think they took it all the way to four or they finally said four is not a good idea. Uh, but if the vaccines was a working policy, I don't think Israel would have the number one infection rate per capita. I don't think that that would be a possibility. Uh, you can go look up this article. Maybe I'm just working off the headline. Israel, world number one in daily COVID cases per capita. Exposed school kids won't quarantine. Uh, also, if you go to Robbie the, Fire, uh, Robbie the Fire on Twitter, I posted an article from, I think, one of the chief scientists in Israel basically saying uh, we've made some mistakes and one of the biggest ones was closing schools. 
the last story that is worth checking out is uh, Alex Berenson. Um, all right, let's see if I got the energy to get through this. I got three shows tonight, but we're going to see if we can get through this. Alex Berenson pointed out that when it came to the vaccine, you're not considered vaccinated until 14 days after you get a second dose. So what happens between day one and day 14? Like, let's say as a theoretical that once you get the vaccine, it makes it more likely for you to die of the coronavirus. And then over the course of the 14 days, the vaccine starts like it makes you weaker and then it makes you stronger. So on day one, two, three, and four, maybe your odds of getting corona and dying of corona quadruple. And then at day 14, right, the protection kicks in. And so your odds of getting corona and dying of it drop drastically. And then at the end of six months, you know, it kind of flattens. So that's a different risk assessment in terms of whether or not the vaccine has utility uh, than if you don't look at the first 14 days, right? So if in the first 14 days, you're actually more vulnerable to dying or serious illness of COVID because of the vaccine, right? Then maybe it's not like maybe the benefit that you get after 14 days is not worth it because in the first 14 days, like imagine if uh, this is entirely theoretical, this isn't the case. Imagine if 99 out of a hundred people that got the vaccine died within the first 14 days. And then you started counting at day 15 and that one survivor never had an issue. Uh, so you could say that a hundred percent of vaccinated people uh, are completely protected from the coronavirus because once again, it's only counted from day 15. So whatever happens between day one and 14 isn't counted, right? So he was actually claiming for a while that uh, he believed that in the first 14 days, uh, you were more vulnerable. And so any benefit given to you from the vaccine was outweighed by the fact that within the first 14 days, you were more vulnerable. Now, I've been pointing out that most of the time, the government seems to have good data and numbers on this, and it does not seem to be sharing it with us. Alex Berenson found a chart that the, uh, a hospital in Alberta accidentally put out with data showcasing the fact that within the fourth, first 14 days of people getting vaccinated, there definitely were higher rates of incidence. I don't want to over-explain it. Steven, you're supposed to be on the job. You're supposed to be reading these charts. You're supposed to be giving me these breakdowns going into the show. Steven's listening to this right now, and he's laughing, and he's like, that's not the conversation that we had. Why are you spoiling my good name? I've come onto the show. I've given people the finest of misinformation, and now you're just going to throw me under the bus and pretend that since you were unprepared, it was my fault? And that's what the job is, Steven. You get used to it. You're getting thrown under the bus. You and Toilet from Outer Space. I blame both of you guys for this wild and chaotic episode. But you are going to call it there. Go check out Alex Berenson. I promise you that's a worthwhile read. And then here was the craziest part. After he put that out, the hospital took down the chart that he was showcasing. But there's something with the internet now that you can get like uh, freeze frames from earlier charts. So he's able to document the fact that he didn't make it up. But you want a good story, assuming I understood it correctly with, uh, you know, at this point, what the, f what the fuck am I interpreting correctly? Uh, but go check that one out. All right, let's uh, do a last run through of plugs. Thank you to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM and you get 20% off. Thank you to Yo Kratom and Yo Delta. If you're over the age of 21, those people that get you the drugs you need. Uh, what else I got? Uh, some report store, hit me up. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com trying to get some more uh, summer porch tour dates uh, going and uh, black captain and that's it